0: everybody, and welcome to a very special episode of Gave My Mom Found. I am Mike Elberton, and who's
1: with me tonight? Uh, the merchant
2: of death, Michael K. Hughes.
1: <laughs> and the person who didn't think of anything witty to open with, Bill Tucker.
0: <laughs> well, I didn't think of anything witty either. And for those confused, this is a we're doing a special episode we're going to start doing once a month. As you already saw, the title of, of this episode is going to be Iron Man MCU film. We're going to start, as I have been talking about this off and on for months at this point, We're I'm starting with these lovely gentlemen on uh, MCU chronologically from release date walkthrough of the movies plan is about once a month. So that way you guys have an idea. Like, what the hell is this? So that's what we're going to be start doing, because I really want to rewatch these movies and I need an excuse to do it. And I make a podcast episode about it, because why not? That works. A I love it. <laughs> and, you know, I was, it was dawned on me like this came out back in 2007, the first Iron Man film. And I haven't seen it since Agent Ultron came out. So that would have been, what, five years ago at this point. Right. Something like. Yeah, that, that sounds right? about right. Yeah. It's Been a while. And I, I, I mean, I've always been meaning to watch this movie, but it was never on Netflix. It was never on any way for me to easily stream it. And who needs DVDs or Blu-rays? I can need I need it access <laughs> to hit a button and have it on or I won't do it. I've realized <laughs> but, so well,
2: disney has got you covered now. Yeah,
0: That's it. Except, except for three of them. Three of them they don't got me covered for, and one I'm okay
1: with it. <laughs> one, <I'm not. laughs> we'll to I had the Blu-ray. I actually had a physical piece of medium I had to put into a player. Wait for it to load. It was exhausting. Like the get, first, get, the first two. Get minutes. out of your chair. I I know I know I have, I have a giant one. giant notebook of <laughs> 400 DVDs and Blu-rays. This was one of them.
2: Can't wait for the Jetson-style future where we have moving sidewalks and all that.
0: They're called airport. <laughs> yeah, yeah, am Like no. I want
2: one to go from my bedroom to the fridge
0: and then back. It's gonna be like the movie uh, Wally instead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're just gonna be a big <laughs> human laying in the chair. Oh, but okay, this came. Yeah, 2008. I can't remember if I said 2008 or 2007. All of a sudden, yeah, doesn't matter. But I was I was genuinely surprised that this movie, you know. I mean, first, we should mention like, back when this came out, this was like the first this was the big turning point for Marvel movies. For those that had been watching everything before that, like me, I mean, there were some good ones that we had mentioned, be, mentioned off off radio. Uh, like Blade. Blade was an excellent frickin movie. I still think it's excellent. All three are. But that <laughs> we'll get to that different day. <laughs> but some of them are God awful. Like the second Ghost Rider. Oh, I want to take him out yeah. before this. That's fucking garbage. An Electra.
1: Electra, Electra, yeah. Yeah. A lot of those, a lot of those really disposable, you know, late in end the nineties, early two thousands superhero movies were just pretty horrendous.
0: And they didn't try. Like they weren't I mean, they were just, you know, let's make a movie off a of property that already exists and who really cares what's gonna happen with it. And that was the problem. Some of them were just throwaway movies. Like Spider Man was...
2: 3, where they tried too hard and then mm-hmm. everything just kind of fell apart.
0: Yeah, Spider-Man 3 was bad, <laughs> but that's <a> t- <laughs> But also I want to say this was the first ever where you had a series of movies. I mean, they started I know they didn't really plan it when they first did this first Iron Man. I mean, they they put the seats there, but I don't think they really had any fucking idea what they were creating. But you you started your you know, first multiple movie universe with different characters and everything.
1: Yeah, I don't know what the story was behind it, because they do consider this the the phase three Right. Am I right in that Phase one? Oh, this is phase one. Okay, so what do I know? So (laughs) and that is a good question. That is actually a good question, right? Did they really think this was going to blow up into this, you know, nearly 20 year run of films that spans an entire epic story? I I don't know, but it sure feels like it because this feels like the first one in probably at least a decade at this point that really, like you said, they cared. And they were really looking at not only the quality of the filmmaking and the action, but the quality of the characters. And can we make these characters last 20 years? And spoiler alert, they they did. So, <laughs> yeah, the
0: thing, thing that always got me is like I loved Iron Man before this movie. I thought he was an awesome character because no one knew who the fuck he was. Nobody liked Iron Man. Nobody cared <laughs> about Iron Man. So I'm like, Iron Man, yeah. And. People looking like who the hell is Iron Man? And I liked him because the Avengers game on Genesis and Super Nintendo. And after this movie came out, and I remember seeing regular people wearing shirts to Iron Man. I'm like, I don't like Iron Man as much anymore. You <laughs> took away my special. <laughs> I, extreme, I know. It extreme It did bug me. It really did bug me after that first happened in
1: 2008, 2009 quick, when he started. I have a quick really question. Cool. Quick question of everybody. Now, um, is anyone here a comic book person? Like knows uh, this source material before they got to the movie? To a mm. degree. Okay.
2: The only thing I knew from comics were from video games based on comics, so I okay. would say no.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think I I've read one comic book in my life, so um, <laughs> this will be an interesting perspective, you know, because the perspective changes based on your history with the franchise and with you know this whole Marvel um, universe. So this will be interesting. I, I I'm looking at these tr- solely through a film, you know, critical perspective, personally.
0: Oh, I was wrong. Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance, a terrible one, came out in 2011. Oh, jeez. So...
1: The do, first Ghost came do have out. Have to watch Iron Man. that? No, it's <laughs> no, not it's for
0: the not. <laughs> MCU. Unless you really want to, but no, that's just—I just—I was wrong in the year. I just realized that was later, but that movie's gone fucking off.
2: Long oh, enough wow. that they should have known better, and they still—they still weren't there. Yeah.
0: But also, like the reason why they picked Iron Man in the first place was because they didn't own the rights to all their popular characters: Punisher, X-Men, Spider-Man, Fantastic Four. None of those are owned <laughs> anymore by by Marvel. Which Disney had bought around this time, so they didn't have a choice. I think it was, this was owned by Disney. I know this was... Yeah, this was owned by Disney already. Couldn't remember when they bought Marvel.
2: It kind of worked out for him, because like you said, Iron Man wasn't a well-known name. He was kind of a B-list superhero and this movie basically made him a household name yeah
1: it changed everything and it also remade robert downey jr as a household name too and was actually it's an (laughs) interesting parallel that you have a b a b list you know superhero and a b list at that time actor and um both of those were elevated to you know a list status
0: oh also i misquoted one thing disney didn't buy marvel until after this movie came out they bought him in 2009 Oh, wow. So when they made this, this was just Marvel making something that they still had control of before the merger had happened. Hmm. Or uh, I was even a merger, right. but before, they, before cool. they bought them. Okay, that I didn't know. I thought huh. that they had already bought it and were like, kind of like, okay, what can we do to make use of our $4 billion we just spent? But, okay. <laughs> so... First thing like this, I mean, like as you were saying, this was really the opening for Robert Downey Jr. After he had been off the off the grid for so long, like I didn't even know who he was when this movie came out. I'd only seen him in one other movie ever before, which I didn't even know was him, which was U.S. Marshall.
1: Which is a super deep. Yeah, I don't I think I might have seen that. Yeah, it's
0: a sequel to Witness with, with uh, Harrison Ford, without Harrison Ford, but has Tommy Lee Jones.
1: <laughs> yeah, I figured nobody knows what I'm talking about.
0: <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> it, it's a random-ass movie, but he's in it, and that's the only time I've ever seen that actor before. I had no idea who he was in this. I was like, who the hell is this guy? What, he looked like Tony Stark from the comics? <laughs> yeah. You know I mean, and to answer yeah. earlier Earlier question, I had never really read Iron Man comics before this movie came out. Like I knew Iron Man from video games. I'd seen comics. I have held comics, but I wasn't a fan of Iron Man. I had I mean, I liked the character, but I wasn't a fan. I hadn't read his comics. I had just seen them and read a couple of Avengers comics when I was younger. So it was I was like I I didn't know what to come into it. I actually didn't watch this movie the first time until people started talking about it at where I was working at Target and people were like, oh, you got to go see this. And I finally watched this. I actually missed this in theaters and saw it on DVD randomly one time, which was interesting.
2: (laughs) I'm sure I saw it in theaters, but I don't remember. God, it's crazy. It's been, what, 12 years now? Yeah. 2000 just
0: came out in May 2008. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, it's been a long damn time.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Like, even this way, even the way that the movie opens up, you have Tony Stark, who's just inherited Stark Industries, and they have him traveling in Afghanistan, and it doesn't take long, where I want to say he's sitting in the back of the Jeep, and he's already kind of screwing off. Like, you have the guy asking about the picture with him, and he doesn't give a shit about what's going on. (laughs) And, I mean, that fixed Robert Downey Jr. because he came off being a druggie, he came off, I mean, getting drunk all the time, waking up in people's houses, and, (laughs) like, he was a you know, he he played the perfect drunk because
1: he was a drunk before this. Yeah, and he was sober for a bit, I think, before this actually, um, before he uh, did Iron Man. This is a, a phenomenal opening, and I think it might be one of the better openings in the entire MCU, if memory serves. Because John Favreau, the director, who is a genius director for this, he he directs this movie beautifully. He realized that we have to get started now. And he knows that he doesn't have a lot of time to develop Tony as a character we got to get people liking him immediately. So they get him in the back of a Jeep with American hoorahs and s- taking pictures and cheesy, you know, late late <laughs> 2000s cell phone technology that looked really <laughs> rad at the time. And and what's great about this is that instantly within two minutes, you like him. You like Tony. He's fun. He's affable. He's clever. He's clearly rich. And which makes yeah. a subsequent really intense violence. For a pg thirteen movie, I forgot watching American soldiers getting gunned down horrifically I was like, "Oh boy, like yeah. it really kicks off so within three minutes, your tone is set on both levels. you got your tone, of your your tone of your Tony character, and then the tone of the film with the next you know half an hour basically um, which we'll get to. I think it's a it's an amazing opening to a movie. Especially since they flash back, but we'll get to that as we go through it.
0: I mean, it, it just opens up well. Like it, it gives you what you're gonna be getting, and they also know that like, the majority of people, the normals, as I know, some people like to call people that don't read comic books, had no fucking clue who he was at this time. Like Iron Man was not a character anyone knew. People knew a Spider Man. People might have, you know, knew who the X Men were. People did not know who Iron Man was, other than me, who was very upset. What <laughs> <But it's, laughs> did you just, think about like, it, Mike? With oh, sorry. Yeah, I was just. I'm oh, yeah, sorry. You're good. I mean, we got two mics by the way on here, so this should be interesting sometimes. Yeah, yeah, i was gonna
1: say, do I call you Michael? Who's Mike and Michael? M one, M two. What's the What's the? Uh, <laughs> I, I should have asked that before we started recording that's fine. a podcast for people to listen to. But you know, yeah. I mean, goes.
2: we can change your name to Mike too, and just make it really confusing for the listeners. Just call me <laughs> Mikkel. Not be good. That's. I, I want to be Mikel if you're doing that. I'll just go by Michael, and Mike can go by Michael. We'll okay. Try and make it. Keep it easy that way. Oh, yeah. I, I hadn't really thought about how quick they get into it and why they do it. But, yeah, you make make a lot of good points there is if you're going to lose people that early in the movie, then you might just as well lose them for the rest of the MCU.
1: Yeah, because you're because you're not you, you can't trade on people's recognition of the character. Like like Mike's been saying, nobody really you knew of Iron Man in the periphery. Um, If you know anything about you know, comics or even geek culture, you're aware of them, but you can't truck on the fact that people know who Batman is right you can't really slow burn this thing and this thing can't be three hours unlike the later movies that (laughs) are three hours but we we, got to get this bad boy rolling you know and it does that so well um with just positive imagery and then some really intense action and violence and boom you get to the you get to the iron man's credit thing (laughs)
0: Well, even just like the first scene when you have him get out of the truck and you have him testing the Jericho missile, the Jericho missile, and it kind of just shows you how of an asshole he kind of is and how he isn't really conscious of what they're doing. Like they let off the Jericho missile, they blow up some mountain. He's just standing there while they're videotaping the the, the shockwave hits him. And he, and he doesn't even really give a shit. He's like, yeah, you know what? I made an awesome weapon. We're going to we're going to fight those enemies. We're going to take them out for America. Like, it's very. Yeah. But that mm-hmm. fits that time. Like after 9-11. Mm-hmm. It happened, yes.
1: Yes. The country very was, time.
0: was very much like that, where, you know, it isn't how it was in the 70s of Vietnam, but everybody was like, you know, very gun ho about fighting, very gun ho about they're the enemy, because first time, at least in America's eyes, for many years, you had someone that was seen as the enemy after 9-11. This movie kind of mm-hmm. plays... Off that mindset and that mindset changing also, which I felt was a, an underlying theme that they were kind of going for.
1: Yeah, it has where, a lot of that um, The that American exceptionalism where it's kind of like, hoorah, we're the good guy, you're the bad guy. In my notes, I actually have a section where um, Tony shoots brown people because that's <laughs> what we did in those movies in, in the late yeah. 2000s. It was, you know, if you had an army movie, you're shooting brown people, and which is, you know, I guess maybe if – the movie was released nowadays, maybe a little more woke, but um, yeah, that's kind of what it was back in back in them days. Yeah, um, I mean
0: it's yeah. accurate. It's something that I noticed yeah. when I was watching this, that it, it really does that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it makes you. But I, I mean, it also does a good job of kind of you know suckering you in with this, that beginning of where he is, and it doesn't take long before they get in the van and like a really key scene, which I completely forgot about Terrence Howard's character. Yeah. remember that guy in the MCU, <laughs> <No one does. laughs> uh, which plays uh God road roadies, which is road. I knew from the Iron Man cartoon is war machine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I forgot he was in this movie. I completely forgot about him. <laughs> oh poor guy but there he comes up to him he's like hey i'm gonna get in the car with you He's like no this is the fun v you go in the next one (laughs) the
2: humdrum v (laughs) the humdrum
1: v is a really funny line (laughs) very happy as hell he did not get in that truck Mm -hmm. and i i didn't want to just paper over real quick and we'll get back we'll probably go into now when he's in you know he's a prisoner but the they do a great backstory you know once you know the iron man thing comes across the screen the title screen um, they do a really nice job of um, filling everyone in on the backstory. The big exposition dump. i like, this yeah. is who Tony Stark is. Uh-huh. This is his history. Um, Here's yeah. the dude as the clearly villainous. other, <laughs> Clearly villainous. <laughs> I was talking watching... about Bias Yeah. yeah. I, I yeah, did not it, that Dane. Dane the first time. It's funny. I, I thought back to the first time I saw, it and I didn't catch it either. Uh, but this time, since I have seen this movie probably a dozen times, I really do love it. Um, and I have it on that handy Blu-ray disc. I can just pop it in whenever I want. <laughs> um, I, I, it did strike me how not obvious, but it really was um, right very quickly. I realized, oh, here's all the indicators of this guy being villainous, but we'll get there as well. Um, but it's a really great backstory scene, and uh, again, it just kind of creates that balance. He's a likable guy who's also a dick. Um, <laughs> I call that the Tony. I call that the Tony Soprano syndrome, where you have Tony Soprano more of a divide, who's really likable, lots of fun, and a complete sociopath. And your brain can't, it, your brain has to make a choice as to whether you like him or not. And usually, surprisingly, affable wins. Likeable wins. And that's why we watch The Sopranos, for example, which I adore. Um, that's why we yeah, like yeah. Tony Soprano. He's, he's a sociopath, and he's extremely likable and funny and clever, but Those two worlds, we have to make a choice because they're hard to coincide. We have to make that choice. And with Tony, I make the choice. I really like him. He's a funny dude who takes pictures with with servicemen and makes weapons of (laughs) mass destruction. Hoorah. (laughs) They do such a good job of him not
0: being aware of what he's doing until like when they blow up the Jeep and he ends up in the cave, which I can't remember how the comic does it. I know in the comic he does, I want to say escapes and he still builds armor close to it is what we see in the movie which was a very they did a pretty good job of adapting what i knew as the as his origin even though i've never read the book and probably never will because reading 1963 comics is really hard (laughs) i've done it it's hard (laughs) even that whole scene when you see him you know get hit by the bomb he's trying to escape and i love how right before he gets hit he sees a stark missile hit the ground says stark across the missile and then all of a sudden it blows something you get hit with a shrapnel I mean, I think that also plays such a big part to show him like, yes, you're making these awesome weapons for America, but guess what? They have them too. Because as a warmonger, you don't care who buys your armor. It's all profit to Mm -hmm. you, which is very illegal. But it's that, you know, the idea of what greed can make a person do.
2: Yeah. Like during the, uh, the Jericho demonstration, he even kind of craps on that old line about having the weapon. You never need to fire. And he says, you only need the weapon. You need to fire once. Yeah. It's like, by my, by my guns.
1: <laughs> by my things that go boom. <laughs>
0: and you get a free one for every like million or something you spend free, he says too. Like there's a line in there. I can't remember. Oh yeah, where he
2: throws in the, the cooler for every 500 <laughs> yeah. million. <sold>. Yeah. <laughs> something
0: stupid, yeah. That is a cool cooler though, by the way, in this scene. True. But like the whole, when he's in the cave and you see the doctor working on him and a couple different people and just a whole realization when he wakes up in this cave and he starts to get up he pulls the thing out of his nose which creeped the hell out of me. Uh, <laughs> I don't like know I why still, I, just I still can't,
2: I still have to like look away from that.
0: I forgot all about that. I'm like it keeps going. Ugh. And I was just like, "Oh, this this I, I didn't like this." But <laughs> it I mean, can you imagine waking up and having a car battery attached to your chest and be like, "Yeah, don't unplug that, buddy, or you're not going to be okay."
1: Yeah, it's a pretty effective uh, bit of of junior body horror. You know, you have a hole in your chest with an electromagnet pulsing away. Neat little thing I didn't realize, he didn't build the first, like, not the arc reactor, but he didn't build the first thing that saved his life that his uh, scientist friend did in the prison. And I thought that was really interesting because he sees that and he's like, oh, I can do this better, and it kind of connects these dots for this ancient arc reactor uh, technology relatively. But I just thought it was interesting. Like, oh, yeah, he, someone else saved his life. You know, this doctor know, took care of him and had this genius idea to use a magnet to keep shrapnel out of your bloodstream.
0: I also want to say he's in Iron Man 3, too, in a very small cameo row to say, because he he says, oh. Like, oh, we met before, but you don't remember it. Oh, and oh I, it, I've never seen like, it. OK. Oh, right. Yeah, they, very brief. He walks by. He says hello. He ignores him and keeps walking or something like that. It's been a long time, but it, it's he is in that movie, I want to say, in a prequel scene. Yeah, okay. I think you're right. I, I, I forgot all about it until I was talking, Then I'm like, oh, yeah. But it is cool to show that it was someone else is involved for saving his life and helping him, leading him down the road that ends up becoming the Iron Man and the arc reactor and all what makes him who he is. Absolutely. This a, is a good job in this movie. I can't remember who the name of the actor is. I should pull that up if I can find it. <laughs> but... I mean, it it just was also someone to you know it's someone for you to start caring about actor is Sean Tube or T O U B just we're gonna go with that. I mean, it's somebody to kind of show you like here you have like this rich you know billionaire and you have someone who's all, who's in a captive who doesn't have t- the technology at their hands and is able to save him and when he should have been dead. I I thought that was a really you know it's really powerful how they did it and how he starts becoming the realization of the of the situation he's in and they ask him. His captives, who are the Ten Rings, which is also a a reference to the comics that I didn't get at the time when I first saw this movie. Um, Ten Rings are the terrorist group or organization that is part that Mandarin has to do with Mandarin. I don't want to because Mandarin is a very famous Iron Man villain who was never in the movies yet, who has ten rings, who's kind of like an alien or a god or something of that nature. He's not he's a very inhuman in inhuman character that has I wanna say he's an alien or he found a- an alien artifact, something of that nature. And that's yeah. what the ten rings are referencing.
2: Yeah, the ten rings are actually ten magic rings that give Mandarin different abilities. <laughs>
0: yes. Literally. They went in a very
2: very different direction in the movies. With that uh, we especially with the Mandarin. Uh, that that's that's not the Mandarin though.
1: We'll get there.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Again, I is this Iron Man Three we're talking yeah. about? I don't Okay. I don't I don't even know. Just watch it. It's you. okay. I don't even know okay, anything no. about this, and my thing is just make one. I'm sure like a combination of six of those powers could have allowed you to create just one that does all of them. I don't understand why you would need we'll ten. Agree but to rule them all. Like yeah, I mean it's it's cliche, but it works. I mean that's a that's a that's the best thing you want to do. I don't know.
0: Uh, I unfortunately the list. can't remember remember Mandarin very well, but I I can say the way they did the ten rings is they made it as in ten different kind of like races of people out here in the out here in the middle east who have joined together to fight against what they see as tyranny which i mean you kind of have nowadays with isis in a way of you have different people from different groups coming together under one under one thing so kind of i mean that's kind of what i felt like they were going for even though yeah. was, i want to say this is
1: before yeah. ISIS, it came about I thought of it like that yeah yeah that's interesting <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's how i took it like when i was watching no, this time cool.
1: i'm like oh Nice. That's that's I, I, better than anything I thought of. So I am so <laughs> on board with your well, assessments, sir.
0: They make the comment where, when when is talking. He's like, I speak a, a a bunch of different languages, but not enough for this place. And uh-huh. he starts going over a bunch of different uh, some of the different languages. You have lots of Asian and European countries that are in this group of all these different people that have joined together and. Early on, they, they tell him, hey, you're going to make us a Jericho missile. And of course, he's like, no, nope, no, I'm not. And that scene is still tough when they start torturing him and just dunking him in the water before he.
1: Yeah, that's a rough one. That's, I not, like that's unpleasant. I mean, there's I,
0: I don't like torture scenes in general. I mean, even though like this movie is rated, I want to say PG-13, it's still like.
1: Ooh. It's a total <laughs> line in that section. Yeah, especially when it's like the dunking the head in water. Water for me is is what is the scariest thing on the planet. <laughs> it is because i can run from fire i can lightning's not going to bother me too much but if a wall of water is coming at me i'm dead there's nothing <laughs> i can do i just stare at it and say well that was fun <laughs> That's so, accurate. So, so anything anything involving like heads dunking in water or cover uh, again, again no no please don't please stop <laughs> also, that you don't
0: live that far from a giant body of water we, this is yes this is true oh we yeah live in- Texas, you're a little closer. I live in Minnesota. No, there, if I see you big giant water coming to me, uh, everyone else is already dead. So
1: you've, <laughs> got, you've gotten, gotten noticed <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah, like, oh, we the- lost New York. We
0: lost. We lost Ohio. Up, oh, it's coming. We lost Illinois.
1: Like oh. that totally went on your Twitter feed before at least 20 minutes before that bad boy comes. Yeah, if the Gulf of Mexico <laughs> gets angry and decides to rise up, I'm no, that's it. Yeah, no, water's not fun. So for me, that's a very scary like uh, that hits a nerve for me. Anything that involves like yeah, like waterboarding or dunking or ah, no, thank you. I
0: can understand that because didn't. Yeah, Houston got flooded last year, I want to say, right?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, uh, two years ago, I think at this point now. But yeah, Houston had these ridiculous floods. No, thank you.
0: So <laughs> well, I, I can understand where that comes from. You have <laughs> you have a reason to be scared of water. That it's a possibility here. Uh, I, I just got tornadoes every once in a while. We just get sub-zero conditions. That's our, that's our fear up here. Oh, freaking <laughs> Minnesota. But And just like, even when he does finally agree to work for them, he doesn't really agree. He starts taking pieces of equipment to build his, first to build the arc, react, the arc reactor to save his life and to get this car battery off him, which I also thought was super cool, how he's pulling out missiles just for one little part that probably costs you know a couple hundred thousand dollars <laughs> and he's like oh we need i forget how many he, it is i want to say it's its a high number that he tells yinson that we need these little part in order to make the palladi- uh, palladium core or something
2: mm-hmm. yeah i can't remember the number he tells him to break down the other 11 missiles so okay. they need a decent amount yeah 1.5 grams maybe
1: yeah, the first little little sliver he pulls out was 1.5 grams. And I forget mm. what the I saw this less than 24 hours ago. I should know this. <laughs> but um yeah, it was it was something he's like, yeah, break up break open these next ones. Um it's cool. And this is the first time where we see Tony doing really smart stuff. We've been told how smart he is. We've been told yeah. this whole time for the last 20 minutes, yeah, this guy's a genius. He makes this, he's that, Time magazine, Newsweek. But now we get to see him actually doing smart stuff and I love when people do smart things in movies. <laughs> it's really fun and it's really a great montage where he's making and soldering carefully. It's it's really fun and satisfying to to see him really have to work with his hands in a very DIY environment, you know. He's he's less equipped than you would be in your garage, you know, just making stuff. So, it was uh, it's again incredibly effective at building that character through that character, doing things and saying things. That's how you build characters. And it's beautiful. They do such a good job.
0: They really do like the part where I mean, and the thing is, the terrorists don't even realize what he's doing. They think he's making the Jericho missile because he's kind of hiding when he's building, which I thought was also cool. And I want to say there's one part after he builds the reactor when he's doing he's building the boot and they notice, yeah. wait a sec, something's wrong here. That doesn't look like the Jericho missile that we're that we're, that we're trying to force him to make. Which I, I thought was cool, too, when you start seeing yeah. that come
1: together. I yeah. <laughs> like his cronies have no idea. They're kind of like, they're looking at it, oh, it doesn't look like the picture. Yeah, it's just it's, it's backwards. <laughs> it's just backwards, right? <laughs> and, and old Baldy comes by, he's like, you you dunces. He's clearly not doing it. And then he says, and this is one of my favorite parts of that whole scene or whole section is, he goes, he, he, first off, he threatens to put a piece of coal in our scientist friend's mouth, which is, oh, again, yeah. Mm-hmm. so scary. That's, that's yeah, yeah, really tense. Um, he tells him really he has one day. That. You have till tomorrow, tomorrow to build a missile. Hang on a second there, Ace. <laughs> Time out. Like, because here's my thinking on that. What happens if he doesn't deliver? What are you going to kill him? Who else yeah. is going to make your missile? <laughs> Nobody. Clearly not the dopes who are looking at the blueprints and going, oh, it might be backwards. I don't I don't know.
0: <laughs> like there's that scene when he when he agrees to build it. Um, they're like, you build it, we'll let you free. And he's like, they're not going to let me free. And <laughs> English right. is like, no, no, they no, they're not. No, they're really not.
1: <laughs> and and they're that was the one thing about like, that that just, that's got, just got me. I was like, wait a minute, a, a day? A, fat <laughs> chance. And B, what if I don't? Great, kill me. You won't get your missile. Find another genius. I don't know why they didn't just buy the missile in the first
0: place, which happens later. So I didn't, that, that kind of baffled me a little bit. So but I, like,
2: I wondered that too. And I think... Well, I'm I'm jumping ahead a bit. When we come to the, the recording that they had done for the person that had the hit on Tony, he says that you didn't tell us that it was Tony Stark, so I wonder if they want the missile as leverage
0: against this person. Yeah, I didn't think about that way. And it makes sense. That's a very interesting yeah,
1: idea. That is an interesting idea. I, I wonder... Hmm, yeah, that's an interesting idea. I didn't really think about it <laughs> that hard. No, that's well, interesting. <laughs> and according I to IMDB...
2: Constant. The bald guy's name is Raza. I don't think it's ever actually stated in the movie.
1: I really don't <laughs> think so. Took- I call him I'm bald military guy, and then when he gets burnt, I call him old redhead. That's how <laughs> I, I put it in say- my notes. It's I, not I want to say he's from the comic.
2: I think I'd remember one of the mutants from Ninja Turtles 2 was in this movie.
1: <laughs> ah, well done. <laughs> well played. Well played. Very yeah, good. Yeah,
0: Raza's from the comic, but the Raza I'm looking at is not the guy in the movie, so I don't know. I don't want, that's more work than I want to put in right now to find out. Okay. But even just the whole scene, I mean, after they do realize, like, he's not building what he's supposed to be, and they rush in there, they have a bomb taped to the door, which I also, again, shows, you know, Tony Stark that he's smart, and they bust it open, all of a sudden they just blow up, and they're like, yeah, they know now. (laughs) Yeah. And you just see, like, 50, 60 guys rushing all through this cave system to get to him. And they're just trying to quickly put the suit together, get it activated. And I mean, they don't have much time. That's when, as it's powering up, Yinsen takes—I want to say—an AK-47, and he's like, "I'll see you later." And he just runs off. And earlier, which I had forgotten to mention, when he first runs into Yinsen, he says, "I, I, you know, I can't wait to see my family once we get out of here."
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And because
0: that—I mean—and then there's that scene where after he runs to try to buy more time, and he starts I, I like it because it reminded me of Star Wars, where he's running, he's shooting the ceiling, he's running, he's running. And he gets to the end, he's like, oh, shit, yeah, <laughs> they're just, they're Solo. just standing there. Yeah. And I like to think of Han Solo and Chewbacca when they're running after yep. the stormtroopers and, and they're like, oh, run the other way now. But it doesn't end that way for
1: him. The just gets shot up to all hell. Yeah, it's just realistic. That's what would happen if you run down the corner to a bunch of armed guards. And my, my wife and I were watching it last night and she goes, why are you shooting in the air? Shoot forward, <laughs> shoot in front of you. I mean, it's not keeping with this character. I'm sure he's trying to look for a nonviolent way to escape a, um. A crazed warlord but it's an interesting point just shoot forward you have the bullets better yeah. served in if, front of you
2: if he's an actual doctor maybe he follows that do no harm
1: rule <laughs> the hippocratic oath
2: yeah there you go
1: That goes out the window when you're when you're a <laughs> hostage to uh to <laughs> crazed warlords you can kind of like take a fire
0: on that yeah i think that's in the fine print of that <laughs> yes that that's, document that's how i took it that you know, since he's a doctor, he doesn't want to take life since his job is to save life. But yeah, and, mean, and these
1: people deserve it. <laughs> did anybody, the first time they saw this, it may be hard to think back, but the first time you saw this, did you, anybody think he was going to survive that when he starts just prancing towards the door with the gun in the air? Mm. Did anyone think, ooh, he may make it? I did not no. think that. Yeah. No. Oh, think no. taught us otherwise over the years. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. We've seen a few films.
0: <laughs> oh, and Raza wasn't in the comics until 2010. So he yeah. was a brand new character for this. After movie. this, yeah. Interesting. Cool. I was curious. I <laughs> looked. It, Yeah, like you knew he wasn't going to make it. And and, and, it, and then you don't see him again. But then when you see Tony get the armor running and he's walking through the cave. And I mean, there's a scene where I want to say it's dark and the guard looks and all of a sudden he just, his, his face lights up and he just punches the guard in the face. And the, I mean, that's got to be scary. Imagine here you are in a cave looking for your prisoner and all of a sudden you just see, Eyes a light right in front of you, and a giant yeah. metal
1: thing just great that's, yeah,
0: that's very
1: satisfying. the whole thing with the mark one and i 'll let you guys chime in on how it looks because I think it looks great. I really love again this DIY welded together iron it suit does. this whole the whole thing I thought is what I loved about it it's very melee and it's physical and it's clanking and groaning and creaking and smashing and rocks and there's there's just a real again just like a, a visceral melee kind of physical thing which goes away to the, for the most part later on in the Iron Man series. It's more about shooting and flying. And there are physical elements to it. But I just like this big lumbering beast just trying to get out of there mm-hmm. and eliminate as many people as possible on the way. It, it's I think it's wonderful. And it's we're like more than a half an hour into this movie at this point. Yeah. This is the first real action scene yeah. that you could describe as a traditional comic book action scene. Mm-hmm.
2: Really- I'm always a big fan of... Whenever somebody gets punched, they go flying. So I was a big big fan of the melee, too. (laughs) That's
1: great. It is very satisfying to watch someone fly through the air after getting struck by a giant <laughs> metal monster
0: it also shows like he doesn't really have any way to defend himself at first i mean i, I want to say he has a missile attached to it he's got like one or two of them so he's just trying to punch his way take the shots because he's bulletproof and just get the hell out of here and i oh you got a flamethrower too which comes in effect mm-hmm. a little bit later when he just lights suckers up <laughs> which God, flamethrowers i mean when you really think about if you have like the one with the napalms that they use in vietnam like how terrible of a weapon that was <laughs> You get hit with a sticky hot stuff that just burns everything. I mean, that. I'd rather go jump in the water and die that way than I get burned, but, you know. <laughs> come Bring the big wave at me. I'm okay with that. But, I mean, it, it's something I didn't realize when I saw this movie the first time, but now when I rewatch it, I'm like, that is terrible. Yeah. With fire, but I don't like fire. <laughs> fire is your is your water, eh, evidently. <laughs> Pretty much. I don't like fire. <laughs> I don't like heat very much, usually. I, I like i like everything colder I like my temperature to be around like 60 degrees i'm happy if it gets 90 i'm like yeah too hot so that's, that's what why I like. you live in minnesota it is in minnesota <laughs> i'm not excited to go to texas here coming up yet. at least i'm going in i'm going in march so it shouldn't be 90 degrees in march hopefully no it'll be fine it'll be okay, fine don't
1: so we'll come in april, in april in april will be 95 and then in june it'll be 100 and it'll stay 100 for four months so yeah.
0: Yeah, I was worried it was gonna be June at first, and I had to go down there, and I'm like, no, no. Actually, by the time you're hearing this, I would have already been in Texas. <laughs> That's all right. I just thought of that because this won't be published till March. <laughs> cool. So, but also as we were saying, like just that whole scene with him busting out is a really good action. I mean, it. I mean, for some people, it's probably like watching a comic book come to life. For me, it wasn't because I've never read that book and never will. <laughs> but it it is so cool, like what he does in the show, how intelligent. He is by able to make something powerful, effective out of scrap. And it, it does a good job of showing the character and all that. And everyone just running. I want to say it's Raja who tries to shoot him with shoot him with a rocket launcher. And that's when he shoots the rocket. I want to say shoots the rocket at him and blows up next to him, which is what gives him the scar. Makes him call him mm-hmm. redhead. As mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so-
2: <laughs> yeah. He lights the rocket on his arm. He he lights it like like a bottle rocket and it shoots off. <laughs> yes, that's and right.
1: Ceiling. <laughs> it's pretty great. Pretty great, uh, pretty, very yeah. DIY
0: I mean, again, as you put it. Yep, everything yep, just, is so just you know what we can what can we do to make it work?
1: Yeah, it was really cool.
0: Uh, I I really like that scene and the and the whole part where everything is, then he ends up lighting all the weapons on fire because his whole thing is I'm gonna stop these weapons being produced. I'm gonna get it out of the bad guys' hands and I'm gonna get out of here. So he just burns everything. And then he finally uses the thrusters on his suit to just blow, you know, to blow himself out of there, which is, again, really cool to see this big, giant metal suit flying in the sky.
1: So I'm just I'm just curious how he survived the crash. You shouldn't (laughs) have. Well, I'm like, you should not have survived that. Sand isn't that soft. Um, But (laughs) eh, eh, it's, you know, listen, it's comic movie. Whatever. Uh That's fine. I mean, he's
0: halfway in the sand. Like when you see him next, half his body is in the sand. I want to be wouldn't it be hard to pull out half your body if you're
1: in the sand like that? Yes, nice especially okay. after plummeting 100 feet in yeah. a metal suit. I,
0: I I don't see sand very much because I don't live near a beach, <laughs> but
1: I want to say sand is not, as you were saying, it's not, that, like you said, not that, it's not that soft of a substance. Well, like like Anakin told us, the sand is rough. <laughs> of course. Oh, God. <laughs> Sorry.
0: Okay. I, <laughs> that there is the worst scene. Feel free to cut that one, Mike. No, that is the worst scene of that movie. Like, if you took out that scene in that movie, that movie would be 10 times better somehow. <laughs> Oh, for those that watch Tackle Phones, I watched it when I first got Disney Plus and there's that part when he starts touching Padme. I just want to be like, you are the creepiest guy alive and she's <laughs> going to marry you soon. Like, what is...
1: Oh God! I just want that, that to cut. Might be another, that might be another series. Maybe the uh, mm. a walk through the Star Wars movies. We'll look at that in three years when <laughs> <laughs> when this one when this one goes away. Be anyway. A bit shorter series. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yes, Tony Stark after after barely surviving, um, does a very. Uh, this is, I thought, some of the more cheesy parts of the movie when Terrence Howard, who <laughs> I for the entire movie called Cuba Gooding Jr. <laughs> I kept calling him Kuba Gooding Jr. And my wife's like, he's not Kuba Gooding Jr. He's the guy from Empire. And I'm like, I don't know who those people are. At this time, he wasn't. So It's it's, it's Terrence Howard. Um, he's the one who shows up to rescue him, which is like, really? Like, I don't know. I don't, eh. mm. Rather, you just didn't show, maybe just show a helicopter coming down and then him coming out. And I, don't know, I thought that was really cheesy, but that's just I me mean, personally. it
0: could have been just any soldier. They didn't need yeah. to make it him they just wanted to show that he was looking for his friend type of thing
1: yeah which... but they have no and i i also think they were kind of really hammering in the lack of chemistry that those two have because oh boy <laughs> they don't have any chemistry and according to what i've what i've heard that's why uh, mr gooding jr was not in the second one because <laughs> he got paid a ton of money and they had no chemistry what but he was a anyway. big star at this time karen Howard.
0: Was he? Was he a big star? I want to say he's a big star because I I recognize Sharon Howard over recognizing da- Downey Jr.
1: Yeah, I mean I, I don't know if he was a big star at the time. He sure sure as he got paid a lot. I think again, my wife was telling me this, and I don't I gotta look it up, but. What I understand is that he got paid a ton for this movie, I think more than anybody else. So maybe he was a big star at the time. I he
0: was in a few of the movies he had done right before this, like one that I know was a big movie, Crash in 2004. Oh, yeah. With everybody in that freaking movie, he was in that. Oh, yeah. The worst he best, was in- stock, best picture winner. <laughs> yeah. uh, he was so in anyway. Ray. He was in yeah. Hustle and Flow, whatever the hell oh, that, that is. Right.
1: Yep, yep, yep. Four
0: Brothers, Get Rich or Die Trying. So he had a lot, lot of know. movies under yeah. his belt like he mm-hmm. he was someone that i i i'd recognized him and he had also been nominated for a lot of awards who i'm looking at here as i'm scrolling through his thing
1: so yeah, yeah. people knew who he was okay he so was people in, knew who he was they just didn't have much chemistry and um evidently yeah. that was evident even during the filming which is why they got the great don cheadle to come back in number <laughs> two to be warhammer but um anyway but yeah so yeah
0: <laughs> I mean, it wasn't unnecessary. Like I, I do. I didn't think about that way. But now that you mention it, it was unnecessary to have him come and get him. It could have just been any of the soldiers
1: that flew by. Yeah, it's more of a quibble for me. But it, again, it's kind of one of those like, I oh, really, you got to yeah, bring your buddy. Your buddy was flying around for six, three months, not doing anything else. It <laughs> yeah. well,
2: anyway. says at one point, he said, they're looking for you, but they'll never find you in these mountains. I wonder if the big explosion of all the weapons Popped up on somebody's radar, and
1: that's what yeah, they yeah. <laughs> A Google Alert explosion in random <laughs> mountains.
0: I mean, I feel oh. like doesn't Google Alert give you like if stuff like that happens in your city, it will tell you.
1: So I'm assuming in a war zone, they're going to know anyway. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah That's right. I mean, that's a, lot and, a lot goes on. there in that mountain village. But anyway. I mean,
0: yeah, because they have they have Yeah, they have nice. yeah. So that's how I took it. But I do agree with you. It was. I mean, he looks odd just walking through the desert. That was it. Like,
1: Little quibble, because again, I'm as you guys probably know by now, I'm gonna speak a lot of sugar about this movie. I needed something, I think, to complain <laughs> That's about. Fine.
0: I mean, and then when you when he finally gets back to the states, I do like that his first line. He's like, "I need a cheeseburger," and then I need and <laughs> and Gwyneth Paltrow's character, who is Pepper Pot, who is his assistant, who you've seen a little bit earlier in movie we have not mentioned yet, was <laughs> like, "Don't say it." I don't. And then he's like, "I need a press conference." She's like, "Okay," because Tony before everything happens is a just a playboy. He's an asshole. He is not a good person in any shape or form. And they, they kind of show that with a scene where he's at a casino. He gets he gets an award. He's not there to show up for the award. He's too busy gambling. doesn't even give a shit about his money or anything. He just leaves the money there, and I guess, and leaves. That's all I took that scene, at least. Maybe he yeah. takes the money away. Well,
2: he hands the, the award to someone dressed as Caesar there, too. <laughs> so yeah. He didn't even care about it.
1: Yeah, but, it, it's, it's, a, it's pure self-centeredness. It's, it's It's pure, yeah, self-centeredness and, um, you know, narcissism. That's really what he is. He's a complete narcissist. And uh, it's an interesting, it's a sudden turn, which this movies have to do that. It's hard for an action movie like this that has a lot to do to kind of this slow turn. Um, But a traumatic experience like being in captivity for three months and tortured. Yeah, (laughs) we can see that causing a turn from narcissism into someone that's more outward looking and outward thinking. Maybe it's not all about me and my money and making myself feel good. So,
2: yeah, like Jensen, Jensen had a lot to do with that too because he yeah. saved Tony's life, and Tony really started to to care for this guy, and then gives his life to so Tony can escape. It's like, well, maybe I need to start looking up for other people. Yeah, like he did for me, pay it forward kind of yeah. thing. Yeah,
1: and he had Jensen has that great line, which um he goes, and it's 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 a touch cheesy, but I like it in context from when it happens when. He asked Tony if he has any kids, and Tony with, with kind of a re- regrettive look regrettive re- a regretful look on his face like, "No, I don't. He's like, "So the man that has everything really has nothing." Mm-hmm. And again, implying that you have to have kids to be yeah. You know. but saying <laughs> you 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 have all this stuff, but you have no one to share it with right. and that's a really powerful thing for someone who doesn't think they're going to survive. You know the next month or two so
0: it, yeah it it plays a big part in showing his character change which i also forgot to mention when you when he finds jensen dead and that's when jensen tells him i'm gonna go see my family and that's when he mm-hmm. lets him know my family's dead like i i never plan to get out of this a lot and i feel like that all that leads to when he does get when he does get to the press conference which again anyone who runs a corporation it doesn't matter what you say there's a whole bunch of other people make those decisions you can't say yeah we're done making weapons we're done. Shut down. It's all over. Like you you mm. lost that decision. <laughs> you, you don't have that power.
1: Yeah. People will give you the illusion that you have control when things are going well. And very quickly, you lose that illusion goes away <laughs> if, if things start to go south. Well, and that's again, any, anytime you're a public traded company, I mean, you don't
0: have that. Even if you are the son of the founder, that's all long gone when that company becomes that. You have shareholders, you have, a, you know, board directors, you don't have any of that choice anymore. All that's taken away from you.
1: You and have, a, mani- think- have a, a maniac partner friend <laughs> who, <laughs> who's been selling your weapons to who, uh, to foreign warlords because, hey, money. God, that,
0: he doesn't even look like Jeff Bridges. Like, I did not know that was Jeff Bridges the first time I saw this movie. And when I rewatched, I still like this. Is, I still does not.
1: I can't not see the dude, but <laughs> I can't not. He's great in it too. We can we can talk a bit about Obadiah when he starts coming around. But um yeah.
0: He, he doesn't come off like in the very first meeting here when he's seeing you know, when he's seeing Tony and he and when Tony does a press conference and he's like, Okay, we'll talk about it, you know, and he he doesn't see come off as a villain. Like everything you'd seen up to this point, I had no idea because I didn't know who Obadiah Stain was. I had never heard of the Iron Monger. I didn't know any of these characters. I did not see the twist coming that happened not too long after the
1: Yeah, they sowed the first seeds here, um, kind of the beginning of his heel turn. Um they, they showed the first scene, especially when they're um standing by the arc reactor and he's kind of thinking about you know the the choices that that Tony just made, that announcement that he just made. Um, the kind of that heel turn. we're a weapons company. We make weapons. We, we make things that blow up what we do. <laughs> well, see, that's so in the scenes, which is accurate, right? That's look, dude, I get it. You know, those three months probably sucked, but this is kind of what <laughs> you we can't, do. You can't just stop what you're doing in that situation right. because some people
0: are going to see it as you make weapons so that we can fight so that we can defend ourselves, even though it's not always the case, but that's what, you know, you're not going to win that argument, right? Even though you think you can just shut down your own company, right? <laughs> But it it does really make him a human character. And when he does get back to his house and Obdiastain, the dude is telling him, hey, just go home, chill, stay (laughs) off the limelight. I'll take care of things. And he starts working on the first Iron Man suit. And as you start seeing the scenes of him trying to put it together, like there's the part when he first makes the boots and he tries 10% propulsion and he flies into the (laughs) ceiling. And I was thinking of this because my wife has had two concussions so far. I'm like, that fucker would have had a concussion and not been okay after that. Yep. Yep. Yeah, you, he would not. I mean, that was him. Mean, he hit it probably going what thirty miles an hour, it looked like, or twenty miles I mean, he would be, be dead, maybe even.
2: And then yeah, and then <laughs> falling ten feet afterwards
0: in the metal. Yeah.
1: No bones broke. No bones broken.
0: I mean, my wife got a concussion after getting punched in the face by by someone in their like eighties. I want to say what Jeez. she works on nursing home, but <laughs> it. I mean, it doesn't take much. And then when I saw that. That's what like, right. All I could think. I'm like, yeah, he wouldn't be okay. <laughs> So, I don't know. It it didn't hit me when I saw this years ago, but this time it hit me like no, no, no. This, this is wrong. You know, I can, I can, I can go with a man can build an armor and fly. I can't go with a man can take a concussion and be okay. <laughs> that's the part where I couldn't believe it. So, and yes, I know how stupid that sounds. No, that's, that's fine. Um,
1: if I could take a quick left turn and just sure. a quick pause, if we can talk a little bit about Pepper, um, because at this sure. point she has a couple of interesting scenes between um, her and Tony how how what did you guys think about her her kind of arc as a character in this movie because it does arc you know at first she's she's the secretary who takes out the trash as she so coyly put it in the beginning But she really kind of takes this turn um she has one scene in particular here where she has to replace his little reactor with a new model that is incredibly good um because it shows a level of intimacy that he doesn't have with anybody else a level of trust and it really again starts sowing the seeds for some of the um some of the pseudo romantic stuff that happens um later on what do you guys think about pepper and um how she's kind of handled in this
2: i think uh going back to what jensen asked before he asked if he had a new family and tony said no and i think that kind of got him thinking that pepper is probably the closest thing he has so he starts to put a lot more faith into her a lot more trust into her and like you said we kind of start to see that here yeah totally i agree with that yeah
0: it does a good job of it like I, I didn't really care for her as a character at first but as this movie progressed she really grows on me and as the mcu progressed she really gr- grown on me like I oh yeah didn't, i didn't really know gwyneth paltrow as an actress very well like i remember she's in seven but that was a very vague remember mm-hmm. like i when i first saw this i had no idea who she was i'm like oh okay people people i don't recognize all right <laughs> but yeah they, they did a good job with her character and just even when he replaces that reactor, that's another part to maybe cringe as you have this big hole in his chest. Oh, um, yeah. Reaching in to put it's it all in, and I'm like, ugh. Yeah. It's
1: all gross. It's like, great. It's, just
0: like the, it's just like the game Operation. What's Operation? <laughs> and I'm like, if there water on the knee? Operation. <laughs> <laughs> every time, that yep. stupid commercial from back in the 90s yep. is still in my
1: head. Yeah, we can remove a heart with just some tweezers and a little bit of care um I never yeah no it, it's really effective it's so effective um again because it's silly and it's funny and tony of course is just so uh, glib about you know oh yeah no now my heart's stopping i'm in yep. cardiac arrest going in
2: cardiac arrest
1: yeah that's all i'm cool. doing just you know take your time with that one please <laughs> um yeah they have a moment it's a really really very nice scene that Again, flushes her out as very capable and someone who cares, which is the the only thing, the only person in his life who genuinely does, as we soon find out. Um, Especially since I always thought saw um, Obadiah kind of as a pseudo father figure for Tony. Yeah, because like, hey, don't worry, son, I'll take care of it. You just you just go and have fun in your sports cars. Daddy, you'll take care of it. And I always felt that Tony kind of saw him as. Like this kind of pseudo father figure because his dad, of course, passed. So when he turns on him, all he's got is Pepper. And I think I agree. As she develops in the MCU, she's awesome. She's such an interesting character.
0: And since you brought that up, I had forgotten. But even in this movie, there is one little scene when they're showing newspaper of how his father died. And it's like killed in a car crash, which is not you know touched upon until many, many movies later. Mm-hmm. But there's a seed for it right there. They, they say he dies in a car crash which i was like oh now that i know where the mcu ends up going i'm like oh nice one guy you got me there yep
1: yep yep it does it does a pretty good job with that i also say too if there was a way we could give a academy award to robots his little (laughs) one arm robot friend is so good i love his one (laughs) arm robo friend it's amazing again especially towards the end he's just super funny uh very very cute very funny I will, I actually, i'll give you that
2: we first see him during that montage of the the backstory for his award ceremony it's in one of the the pictures of young tony so is that it really yeah that thing's been oh. with him for quite a while
1: get out of here i, I had no idea i didn't even catch that
0: there's lots of easter eggs in this movie and there's right. also easter eggs to other marvel stuff some i caught some i didn't even this time through but I know this movie is full of them. like all Oh, of the that's cool. I got to look these up. That's awesome. Like there is one as we start building the armor. And as you see it, it starts. There's one scene where it's gold for a second or they show Jarvis like, oh, it could be gold. But like, no, nah, that's too flashy. His very first armor <laughs> suit after the silver one is a gold armor. And I want to say the first Avengers is- Avenger issues or no, it's before that, I want to say. But it is gold at first. So that was a reference to the comic. Interesting. Interesting. It looks stupid as hell. By the way, when it's gold. (laughs) So, I actually tried to read the first like ten Avengers, first ten Avengers issues, and that that that's some tough reading right there. Yeah. (laughs) Dated. Oh god, wait till we talk about Thor eventually, and you in the comic (laughs) version of Thor and what they what he was at in originally. But jeez,
1: I I might be in the minority. We don't want to talk about it now. I kind of like Thor. It's a great movie. <laughs> I kinda, no, kinda
0: I do... love. I think the movie's amazing. So. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay, good. I won't be. I'm not negative about the movie. I just negative about the comic. Fair enough.
1: Different <laughs> um, story. But yeah, so basically, the, the the this whole setup of creating the Mark II is him again doing cool science stuff, which is always just makes me giggle with with glee when people do cool science things with their hands, you know, creating stuff. Um, the guy being smart. Smart guys being smart. I'm super into that. I, I'm I'm really into that because it's it's a it type catch, of power. Well, it's a type of power you don't see very often in any real comic book movie. Most of the times, a lot of the heroes, they have superpowers innately or, you know, they were gifted to it by the gods or got struck yeah. by something or ate a Tesseract. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever the hell people do. <laughs> but he you're, was just you're not wrong. Yeah, I mean, basically. But Tony Stark is just a smart person. That's why Batman's great, you know, at least from a from a <clears throat> from a comic standpoint. Um, he's great because he's a smart guy who makes cool stuff or at least has people who make cool stuff. And Tony Stark just made something really cool because he's smart and capable. And that's really, really cool. So, I, I, again, I love all that. We can talk about the Mark II when they make it because it, I'll talk Everything about another thing
0: cool like in the way they put the music in i want to say they have back in black playing too or some yeah. some song playing to go along with the montage of him building and trying yep. different things and it, it's it, it does a really good job of making it just awesome sounding.
1: Yeah, like. and I'll I'll just chime in one other thing, and I'll let um, other people talk. I feel like I'm dominating here, so oh, I apologize. Time. Um, I love the fact that the Iron Man suit has all sorts of moving parts and pieces that are yeah. clanking and clicking and gearing and connecting. My yeah. God, that that Tetrising of the, <laughs> how the suit comes together is so good. It scratches a niche I didn't realize I had. I, it, it made me giddy. I was watching it again. I'm like, oh, this is so great because it all looks like it could work. Whereas I think in other Iron Man's, they get silly. Like no. It's all particle effects and like little fish scales. And But in this movie, <laughs> everything looks like it could actually be a real thing. Like even the Mark I, if you remember when he does his miraculous faceplant into the sand, he picks <laughs> up his arm. And you can see the little gears and gizmos kind of twirling in his broken robot arm and it's like that's cool like he made that thing that's it's a great and, and the suit just looks ridiculously cool so anyway I was, I like, will, that, again, I was thinking the, the same
2: thing when I was watching uh watching this morning was, like you said it looks like it could actually work it reminded me <laughs> of the best parts of the Transformer movies the Michael Bay ones is when they transformed they made sure to make, make it so every part would fit nothing's like intersecting or whatever Yeah, yeah. practical quotes but yeah, yeah, I got the the, the same feeling.
0: It, they do it well. I I didn't think about that when I was watching it, but you make a very you make a very valid point now that now that you bring it up.
1: Yeah, it's just really really satisfying. Again, it's satisfying in a Tetris sort of way, where it's just this primal everything connecting we connecting correctly and twirling and spinning and gears and servos or whatever other techno <laughs> nonsense I can say. But it was great. Yeah, it's, it, it's, it works. Yeah, it's really it's a really uh very effective. When and, uh, I first, yeah,
0: when I first saw the scene of him flying up and he tests the limits of the of the of the suit, and they're like, "You're getting too high, you're getting too high." I mean, I thought that was stupid the first time I saw it, but now I'm like, "Okay, now I understand the foreshadowing with this part." And I was more accepting of it, where he flies way too high, the suit freezes, he loses power, and he's on his way to die. And I'm <laughs> and. And then he restarts and gets it working. But I'm like, "Eh, this thing, like, why would you do this? But it does fit the cocky asshole that he is. Like, okay, I'm going to test what I just built, even though, I mean, me, if someone's telling me don't go any higher, I'm like, okay, I'll I'll stay down low. That's (laughs) that's me. And I just put it. It's such a good foreshadowing because it shows the one way he's going to defeat the
1: villain later on in the movie. But I thought that was. That's, really good. But that's why I, I actually thought that was stupid this time around, <laughs> because that's the only point of that scene. The only point yeah. of that scene is to telegraph the ending, where he has he uses that trick to defeat um, Obadiah. Um, yeah. For me, I the first thing I thought and wrote down in my my notes was: so you put your supercomputer into your suit, program them to have really cool AI to have make millions of calculations a second just to ignore them. Like ah, screw you, Jarvis! I'm gonna go up to the end. Okay, I mean, you why did you do whole, that? You could a whole just, lot dumber yeah, you could have just installed Windows 10 and just done it that way. I don't, I Got don't it. see. But you. then you would have died. You could have crashed could have on, on the way, way up. Like
0: update found, update found. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't have been okay.
1: Mandatory update required. <laughs> i have a meeting You're in five done. minutes. What do you what?
0: oh and i want to say it's be it's probably before the scene when he's testing out the 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 suit when he goes to the conference that he's not invited to yeah before this okay that's when he finds out like that's when you really do see the change of obadiah stain where he goes in the the reporter that he slept with earlier which we didn't need to mention (laughs) and he (laughs) ends up she ends up i thought you changed she's like he's like what are you talking about and that's when she shows him They'll have more Stark weapons. They have the Jericho missile this time. And that's when he realizes they're selling to them. Like not, They're not like getting the stuff. Someone is selling to them. And I thought that's a big scene, you know, a big thing. And then you have the, the first of many Stan Lee cameos in that scene where he's dressed up as Hugh Hefner. And they're like, hey, Hugh. Yeah. And, <laughs> I mean, that's great. But just everything yeah. happens. And then when they take the picture and die's like, you want to know who kicked you off? The, who kicked you off the the board and said you're you know you're you're out of it it was me who started it was me who stole those weapons and it, it really that's when you start to really see he's the villain of this movie which i did not catch until then but it's, it's good i, I like and that to it
2: also twist. christine everhart the reporter gives him the pictures and she says that they were taken in a small town called gulmira which is where jensen said he was from so oh. it kind of hit tony a little bit harder I didn't yep. catch
1: that. Yeah, that's why he heads over to, uh, as I put in my notes here, when Iron Man heads to a place to shoot brown people. Um, <laughs> that's that's Gomera. Yeah, I, 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 this Accurate. is the first time I caught that. By the way, I yeah, I'm like I didn't I didn't catch that before this. Where that is the town where Jensen was from. So yeah. I
0: don't like this scene. I don't like it when he comes into town and he starts shooting, he takes out the terrorists. Like, I just, I don't know. I didn't care for that scene as much. Like, it, it looks cool when he shoots the tank with a rocket and then blows it up and he takes everyone out. But I just, I don't know, it didn't do it for me for some reason this time around. But I like Iron Man fighting more supervillains, not just regular guy, Mm -hmm.
1: but that's some that's a me thing when it comes to superheroes that's interesting yeah that's an interesting point i for me i didn't mind it so much i agree with you i think for me it was more for pacing because we had again we've gone 20 minutes or so without a real action scene so because this is a comic book action scene you got to kind of do it it's very interesting though taking on vastly underpowered enemies has no stakes like you know he's not going to run into any issues right like it's not really a big problem the only time he really runs into any sort of issue is when he's shot out of the air by the tank by which he just shoots a tiny little missile and blows it up which is great just impressive aim on that tank by the way
0: yeah Yeah, right the same thing i mean (laughs) when you take out somebody with flat cannons and you look at like world war ii footage or any war footage i mean you litter the sky (laughs) with, with 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 you know damage to take out a plane like it is not just a aim dude he's gone like it's yeah it's a lot to take out a plane like there's a lot of space up there you got to hit it, itty little bitty plane big sky so and that kind of that also rubbed me the wrong way i'm like mm, i don't believe this yeah and then i question myself when i'm watching a comic book movie and questioning things
1: like this. which is fair and that's fair because <laughs> for me too it was it, again it's the classic again late 2000s you know like you said a little bit after you know seven years after 9-11 that whole thing where, you know, we're all fighting Iraqi insurgents and Al-Qaeda and all that sort of thing.
0: Yeah, um, which you can really feel it. Like, because I want
1: to say, wasn't that yeah. still going on at this time? Oh, sure. I mean, I think a lot of that was still going on. And if not, probably when like the script was being written, because this took a while to come out. But it, I it, what I really enjoyed about this, it was just it was a tech demo for me. It was, OK, what does this Iron Man suit do? What can it do? And it's a it's a demonstration basically of all the things it can shoot, it can fly, it can take bullets, it can punch things hard. Here's all the neat things this Iron Man suit can do. Um, it is in the service of, you know, killing people who are bad. They're, they're not great. They, you know, They set yeah. that up very early with, you know, the father and his kid and separating the father from his kid and almost killing the dad. So and they, they're about to kill all the males. Yeah, yeah. and they're about to mm-hmm. you know, do all that sort of thing. So they set it up where no one should feel really bad about the people being slaughtered here because they got to go. Like they, you gotta I go. I mean, that sorry, that scene
0: when he runs into one of the head captors and he just and he starts to take him with him and he just drops him off and says, "You guys deal with him." And I want to be like, Oh, that <sighs> that is rough. not the place you want to be." After <laughs> you just went and killed their, destroyed their homes, killed their family. I mean, that, that would be a brutal way to go. Yeah. I, I, so you basically, know, it ain't going to be a shot to the
1: head and you're done. Yeah. And I'll say one more Maybe thing I'm on like, it. Yeah. Yeah. It's Sorry. just, <laughs> I, for me, I just really, uh, yeah, I'll just say one more thing on it. It was just really, it set it, it again, for me, it was just a tech demo and it worked to that end um, and just showcasing all the cool things this thing can do and, if you're showcasing all these cool things it can do, you might as well destroy some family-separating, child-killing terrorists while you're at it. They're fine. They, again, they gotta go. So, um, yeah, it didn't bug me. The next section of it did, though, the Air Force thing when he's dogfighting with American yeah, Air I'm same. not a fan of this. I, I mean, I'll let you guys chime in on, on that scene as well.
0: It was unnecessary. But, I mean, I had, Michael, do you have anything you want to say about it?
2: The, the previous scene with him in the village, I think part of it's meant to be like a redemption arc for him because he sees that captor guy on the TV and then heads straight there. So I think part of it was on just wanted to uh, get back at that guy. The planes planes just seemed like it was a way to introduce Rhodey and the rest of the the Air Force to it, to the Iron Man suit.
1: Yeah, I I just felt like there was, it was too, it was a little silly almost. And again, it was more showing off the tech of what this thing can do. Mm -hmm. But and again, this isn't, you know, again, more American exceptionalism. You can't fight against our planes, but it's more about, yeah, it just it just it seemed to go on forever. Like it seemed to really go on. And he's on the bottom of the plane and he's pulling his flack and he's flapping his flaps and flying <laughs> backwards. And and Rose is like, what are you doing, Tony? And like, you really you don't know, like you don't hear the whooshing whooshing air past his head. I'm driving. <laughs> Tony, I mean, I'm driving so with the stupid. top down. <laughs>
0: That That's, is one of the worst parts of the movie. Like, you're not wrong. Like, every everything. They take off the plane, and then they're like, oh, it was a training accident. Like, everything about that. You just blew up a million, you know, some $20, $30 million plane. It's not going to be Tony just, oh, it's like
1: okay. A, doesn't Tony say something like, I owe you a plane or something? Yeah, like? Brody's like, you yeah. owe me a plane. It could have killed somebody. And just saying. Stupid. Of course, they have to have a redemptive moment where Tony goes down and pulls his shoe because of course the chute doesn't deploy you know that whole thing Again, cheesy
0: i, I didn't because like tony that can't part. be a
1: complete villain because if the airman dies he's right back down no to jerk face level again you've lost all credibility with the audience so that's why the whole thing just felt forced <laughs> and again i think they're trying to establish like you said Rhodes as a as like that kind of brotherly <laughs> character <laughs> which he just isn't they try no but he's not. It didn't. I I didn't care for Terrence Howard that
0: much in this movie in general either. Like, I, I didn't really think about the chemistry part until you mentioned it earlier tonight. But it was everything. I just, yeah, I didn't care for Rose. Like, I, I know the character. I like the character, but not in this movie. And I want to say the next scene when you come back is when everything starts to take a, a turn for the worse. Like, that's when you first see Ob- Obadiah staying Go to Afghanistan because yes. you know, that makes sense. We're gonna get on a yep. plane, go all the way there because the terrorists have put together the old suit to try to start reconstructing what Tony built in the cave. Right. And I mean that that scene is also kind of like it. It really shows up Diastane as a just a very terrible person. Mm-hmm. He goes in, you know, he's like, "Oh, you got the thing, you got the you got the suit built." Then he all of a sudden starts paralyzing Raza, whatever his name is and just take the suit with face. him just <laughs> red face. face. you come out you see all the guards that he had standing on the ground with their hands or you on, on their knees hands up and then he's like clear the area kill them all like burn everything get rid of the evidence and you realize they're just going to gun down everybody I mean, these guys deserve it but it just shows you of how evil he is he just kills everything burns the evidence takes the suit doesn't give one shits about any of what just happened mm-hmm. And it that's when you really see, yes, this is, he knew all along what was going on. I mean, you get more evidence a little bit later when other characters find out, but that's when, as the watcher, you you find out. And again, for a guy who never read Iron Man comics, I had no idea what Iron Monitor was, so I'm like, oh, he's the villain! Like, other movies, I see the name, I'm like, yeah, I know who that is, I already know he's a villain, I know the character, but in this movie, I was caught off guard. So...
1: Yeah, that was the movies. If you don't know Obi is evil, you know now. Like, and the only way he had been more evil is if he had like a big mustache and was tying someone to a train track (laughs) with a top hat, going like that's the only way. That's accurate. That's basically it. Like now you can, yeah. Hey audience. You with me? He's evil. <laughs> they do We're good, right? Everyone's okay on this.
0: All right, good. They do make the dude look evil when they make him bald, though. For some oh, reason, yeah.
1: Jeff Bridges being bald kind of has a little evilness to him. For some reason, it, they did a good job of that. This might be kind of hacked, but I, I couldn't help but think that as he was walking back to his car, if he just pulled out a white Russian and he started sipping on it, I'm like oh, <laughs> that would have made me laugh. <laughs> oh, and there's some, and this is all, and
0: then I want to say it's either. It's just the part when he's at his at his Miami's, not Miami, uh, Malibu house when Obdaya sneaks in or is it the part where he sends Pepper Potts first to go to the office? I can't remember which happens first. Yeah. He sends so, Pepper
2: first.
1: Yeah. Okay. he sends. well, actually, does he? Well, he sends Pepper. Uh, so, yeah, Tony sends Pepper. And then right after that, Obi uh, shows up and does the his classic evil evil villain. Here's the plan. Here's <laughs> the what I'm doing
0: speech. Um, That Pepper Pot scene, though, that that scene I really like when she goes in there. It's great. Tells her here, take this little flash drive, plug it into my computer. And in all honesty, there are flash drives that have things on. You can just plug right in this computer and everything's all good. It'll
1: take care of all the problems like that. That's very real. I know that is a very real thing. We uh at my regular nine to five, we have those kind of drives that you just plug them into a thing and it just does a thing magically it just turns on yeah, and it we... does its thing it's it's just funny i was had it written here was um how how the dude so i kept forgetting his name obi he's he's just <laughs> a very effective he is a very effective comic book villain he's not the best villain in any of the mcu in my opinion but he's got this devious single minded um motivation of maintaining power and that yeah. and that was something i i really liked about it. it wasn't just wealth because wealth for me at that point was a means to an end it's all about power maintaining Which power maintaining control yeah um especially for the company and especially for him so he's really good in it he's good and it's you know it's jeff bridges he's amazing he's a, I, he's a national treasure
0: and the way that Pepper Potts ends up seeing that video, where the terrorist had sent a video to Obadiah Stain telling him, "Hey, you didn't tell us who, we're, who we were supposed to kill. We want, you know, right. we don't. We want more for our trouble." Type of thing is what I how I took it. Like then yeah. she and then he walks in the room and she knows exactly that he's an evil prick. And you can kind of see the fear in her eyes as she kind of plays yeah. off. She puts the newspaper on the on the drive, and even when she walks out and he asks her for the newspaper, and she slips the drive in her hand. He knew exactly what she was doing. Like he wasn't dumb. Yeah, she well, he, it. he, he I, knew I exactly because
1: he saw that his download was complete. And this is a great moment. Um, and uh, Michael, I'll let you uh, chime in on this as well. I love this because again, this is why I think Pepper is the character with the most arc in this movie. Is that she shows how capable she is. She's uh-huh. not just a secretary. She's not just taking notes and you know buying expensive Jackson Pollock paintings, even though he's never seen it before. <laughs> just buy it, whatever. <laughs> I don't, what do I care? um she's capable and she's crafty and she's skilled and it's that's cool not yeah she she really grows so much over the course of it again towards the end and we'll get to the ending i'll save it for the ending but yeah i think it's a great scene yeah and
2: stain's got the intimidation factor when he walks in and he's saying he says i know what you're going through and she thinks that he knows what she's doing and then he yeah. says, what are we going to do about this? Referring to Tony. But she thinks, again, that he's referring to her. It's right. just very intimidating.
1: Yeah, and it's scary. And it's scary well. for us, too, because we like like Pepper. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's scary. It's I, very tense. You know,
0: they did a good job of making you fear for her and and worry what what's going to happen to her. And I, I, th- I mean, I actually couldn't really remember what happened. So I didn't remember if he took her captive or what was what was the next scene coming. It's been so long, but and I, you could feel the fear, and I thought she, Gwyneth Paltrow did a good job in that part. For and sure. even then, and then, and then the other thing that happens, I want to say right after this because she goes to the government, which we hadn't mentioned this before, but off and on, I want to say two different times in this movie, you run into Phil Coulson. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the actor's name, but he, as many people know him, he's in a lot of the many later movies. He's in the Age and the Shield show, and he's like, "Oh, I'm here from the Strategic Homeland Defense something something," <laughs> and. I, when I first heard that, I'm like, I know who Shield is, and I, I caught that reference even before they go. We're gonna we call it Shield now. Which, as you look back in later things, you find out they've been calling a Shield for fucking years. I mean, it was Shield in the '70s. So I was like, yeah, yeah. But it's
1: funny, it works because he kept saying, "Yeah, I know, we're working on the name." <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. And you know, if you know the comics, you know Shield is a thing. But um,
0: Captain Marvel, it's Shield, and the Agent Carter show, it's already. I think it's already Shield. Maybe not Agent Carter
1: yet. I. Right.
0: Can't remember, but yeah, and funny.
1: yeah, and, and do you remember too? Because I believe, if I remember correctly, yes, uh, Obadiah at this point also removes Tony's after paralyzing him, removes his arc reactor from his chest. So he staggers downstairs, sees the one that Pepper put in the the, the glass cube, proof that Tony Stark has a heart, his original one, which is a and really cool when, scene. It's one of the it's one of the most beautiful scenes in the movie mm-hmm. when the Oscar deserved. Robot hand, <laughs> grabs it and brings it down to him slowly. It's adorable. I love it. I want like a plush. I want, you know what? I do. I want a plush um, Iron Man robot hand toy. <laughs> I'll put that on my desk next to my portal turret and my cactar, and I just want that there. I mean, I just, he's... I, I,
2: He's yeah. no peepo, but but he's, he's, he's no player.
1: <laughs> he is no, oh, listen, come on. No, there is no <laughs> other. Some um, people can no get that joke that listen to this podcast, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure <everybody>, not. <laughs> most people listen, listen to the, the probably know this reference.
0: <laughs> most people do. Not everyone's from Overblood, but a good chunk of our listeners are sometimes. <laughs> yeah. well, for those that don't know, tune in to episode 50, 53 when we talked oh, about yeah.
1: it. Oh, that's, that's good. <laughs>
0: Unfortunately, yes.
1: Yeah, that, that, but anyway, yeah, yeah it's a, it's really cool, and, and there's a little neat bit of foreshadowing, which made me laugh really hard when Terrence Howard, um, yeah, you know, see, <laughs> like, I don't know why he, was there. I I don't remember why he runs in to see Tony. You know, I guess has his has his, he won't answer his phone. Yeah, oh, Pepper said right. that he wasn't answering.
0: Pepper Potts right. calls. But he tells her to go see him.
1: That's right. That's right. So he runs in. He sees Tony. You're all right, man. And he's like, <laughs> Yeah, I gotta get my Iron Man suit. And he looks over at the Warhammer um and goes, another time or something. And I'm like, <laughs> nope, not you. He's like, <laughs> next you. time. Something about, something you have, about next, yeah, time. next time. <laughs> next time, baby. You do not have a next time, Terrence Howard. Nope. Don Cheadle <laughs> has the next time. We'll be stepping into those, those. It made me laugh really uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, a I, When
0: I first saw it, I remember thinking – Yup, I can't wait for the sequel to get War Machine, and then all of a sudden, different actor. I'm like, oh,
1: hmm, better work out well for him. <laughs> and I keep, I keep saying Warhammer, and everyone in their car right yeah. now was screaming. <laughs> saying, well, I'm, I'm screaming too, War quietly Machine. to myself. <laughs> right. I don't think Warhammer War
0: is a villain. There's a Hammer, which is a villain, in Iron Man too, mm-hmm. and Warhammer's Warhammer.
1: Like a, isn't that like a gaming thing with like toys and stuff? Miniature. It's yeah.
0: super expensive little miniatures that looked so damn cool, but are terribly expensive. Yes.
1: Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. So sorry. Sorry, everyone on the roadways right now. Punching their steering wheel every time I say Warhammer. One Warm- <laughs> but at least we correct it. We don't just leave I, it. I apologize. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry if I ruined it's your guys. It's worse when you, listen to a,
0: when you listen to a podcast and they don't correct it, they don't figure it out. They just keep going like, oh, well, I'm there. <laughs> like, yeah. That's, that's yeah. <laughs> I've listened to some shows and I'm like, come on guys you have the internet like i know how you record you're sitting at home on your computer just look it up damn it
1: (laughs) yeah so just turn into a drinking game everyone every time i say (laughs) hammer take a shot and be done with it all right so yeah moving
2: on i guess um... i would say anytime we say something stupid we want people to be able to finish the episode
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's a bit too stupid yet i've done worse oh star wars holiday special Hmm. oh Uh, dear god and also i'm like just the like the scene when you have you have iron monger or obaya Stane showing he sees the armor and he puts the arc reactor inside it and he's starting to activate you know him using the same design tony stark had but it's a gigantic armor suit that looks very reminiscent of his original one but bigger mm-hmm. with more tech more powerful and it's it kind of reminded me of a horror movie when Pepper Potts comes back with like, I want to say five shield agents and they're looking and they're in they're in the dark area. They're downstairs in the basement. They're looking for him. And it reminds me of like alien or something because he just pops out at one point and just kills a guy. And I, mm. I think honestly, the lights yeah. like up again. You can see the eyes. If I remember That's correctly, right. I, I think yeah.
2: it's a callback to that early scene of Tony in the cave yeah. where the henchman comes in, the lights come on. And then as the audience now we're seeing it on the other side of the coin and it's a little less cool. <laughs> A little more terrifying. Yeah, it's definitely more than
0: And and then I like that part when when they tell Tony she went there with five agents, like that's not enough. And Mm -hmm. that's when he books it with the the arc reactor in his chest that is not made for what he's doing. It is nowhere powerful enough to handle what's coming. And that also is kind of a cool scene. Like early on, it shows you're only at 50% power and that it it wasn't because it wasn't made for flight
1: as he's flying to get to, to save Pepper. It's an excellent choice because what it does is it introduces stakes that wouldn't have been there before. <laughs> it wouldn't have been there cuz no. if he was a fully powered Iron Man suit, you he wins. Like there's no stakes or concern. But now that you have this ticking counter of 18%, night you know, Jarvis is 15%. And we haven't even talked about Jarvis and how cool he is <laughs> and how yeah, I love yeah, the right. fact that a megalo- a narcissist made a sarcastic AI. great i I don't that's just wonderful and which i will have on the comics too yeah and we'll have opportunities i'm sure another because jarvis is there forever but um i love the fact that he did that because again it introduces stakes it introduces an actual concern like oh you know iron man could actually lose this battle and um so it's very effective and this whole fight where they're throwing around cars and Audi clearly sponsored something. There's <laughs> lots of Audis prominently being tossed in the air and you parked know, in front of warehouses. I didn't catch that when I when I saw it the either time, but now that you mention it, I'm, I can kind of see what you're talking about. I'm extremely sensitive to product placement. Bizarrely so. I catch this. If I see two BMWs, I'm like, you guys signed a check. You so have you heard in
0: this movie called the italian job before <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah that's what i think of any think of product placement in that yep. movie
1: but yep um but yeah it's it's a really effective and again it, again big visceral lots of punching and um yeah it's a very it's very uh fun site again just uh, using vehicles as weapons and it's a little video gaming but in a good yeah. way i, I really cool enjoyed scene
0: it he shows him um just get his ass handed to him pretty quickly to where he feels one of his only opportunities is to fly as high as he can to trick. Cause he knows uh, that Obadiah is saying hasn't had enough time to test it and doesn't know about the freezing. Like I thought that was cool. He takes them all the way up. He's like, I got you. He's like, so what should you do about the freezing? He's like freezing. Yeah. And all of a sudden everything freezing, they drop. <laughs> it's like, old I, tech. Okay. You know,
1: it's old tech that, you know, Obadiah is using cause he copied it off of the you know, version 1.0. So yeah, it's, it's a cool scene. And just, that cool.
0: whole, I mean, even when I rewatched that whole fight, Monger, I, I enjoyed it. it. I mean, they show, like you were saying, cars getting smashed up and it shows, you know, they're not, you know, they're just fighting. I mean, they kind of save one family in the car at one point, but he's not trying to like, get everybody out of here. You know, like it's this fight, which I, I like because, you know, BVS hadn't happened yet. So people weren't so scared. And Man of Steel hadn't come out.
2: Oh. <laughs> you man. can see Tony use the, the movies the uh, the Unabeam where he fires the beam out of his chest. Yeah, I know of if it wasn't for Marvel versus Capcom, but it was cool to see in the movie. Oh, that's Ultimate cool. I remember Marvel, that.
1: Yeah.
0: Ultimate Alliance, do I want to say? Mm-hmm. That's okay. how I know it. But it's a it's it's a really cool. Like I I like it when he shoots the beam at him. It, I don't think it really does too much, but it's cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, it yeah. drops the car. That's what it does. It drops yeah. the car, the people in it. And I mean, even after he freezes him. You know he lands. He's all messed up. I want to say he loses power. His his helmet's starting to come apart. And the o- o- Iron Monger is just fine. Like he just lands. He's like, yeah, well, I'm okay. My <laughs> yeah. my tech's better. And I I thought that was cool when he resorts. To, like the last the last the last thing he can think of is to blow the arc reactor to blow both of them up. And he tells Pepper Potts start hitting all these buttons. And I'm thinking to myself. Shouldn't there be more safety than just hit button one, two, three, four, (laughs) red button? I want to be like, what if you had a very upset employee or someone just stupid? Like, oh, well, I'm going to hit one, two, three, four, and this button.
1: (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Some scientist walks in a little too tipsy after happy hour. He's like, hey, I don't want to work at this place no more. Click, 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 click. Boom. I mean, that's
0: what... That's okay in my head. Like, shouldn't there be like a key card or something she has to swipe or something where a normal person couldn't get into it? And she she just hits buttons. Like,
1: I'm like, okay. Okay." If your machine has the ability to destroy itself and create an apocalyptic explosion cloud, there should be two factor authentication. You need to at least (laughs) be able to get like a text to your phone, like, oh, yes, I do want to create this cataclysmic problem.
0: I was thinking the same thing. Like, there's just, (laughs) you know, again, the thing that bugged me in this movie. Or a part like I'm like that doesn't make sense, but I'm completely okay with a flying man. But I'm also you know, like I got up. <laughs> yeah, but I understand. Yeah, yeah. That. I recognize that and accept it. There, that's
1: what it is. Very fair. <laughs> but that's I like comic books. So yeah, what do you think about this, Michael? Um, the uh, this final fight between Obi and Iron Man. I oh. liked it. Oh, oh sorry. Cool. Oh, yeah. Wrong, Michael.
2: Go ahead. No, you're good. I already talked. Uh, uh like you said, I like that they put stakes on it. Where Tony's not a full power, he goes to shoot him with a repulsor blast and realizes he had already taken that gauntlet off, so he's pretty limited in what he can do. <laughs> so he resorts to just ripping out wires out of Obadiah's suit.
1: Which is pretty great, because he knows how it was built. He... Mm-hmm. This looks <laughs> like, this important. Looks important. <laughs> <laughs> you took out I'm, I'm my optic cable. Huh, I
2: okay. wonder if the the airport scene in uh, Civil War is a callback to that, when Ant-Man does the same thing to Tony.
0: Oh, oh I forgot yeah. about that. I, I hate make... Civil War, by the way. To let you know. Really? Yeah, we'll talk about well, that. We'll get there in a year and a half. We will just say we'll get there in a year and a half.
1: You have some time to think about it and stew over it. <laughs> oh, God.
0: Yeah, I, I have words about that movie. I like most of these movies, but there's a few that struck me badly.
1: Yeah, I, I got a few. Few that kind of. Yeah. No, they're not all. They're not all gold. Um. No. But yeah, so I so. The last, the only problem I had with the scene is the final bit where, um, you know, Obadiah is doing his final bad guy speech. I want to <laughs> be your son, make money, and so Pepper Potts <laughs> blows up the reactor. But he falls into the goop too. Like it doesn't. Bl- I don't. I, all that scene was very muddled and kind of mushed uh-huh. up for me. Yeah, there was a lot going on. And I'm still not clear. And I saw this less than 24 hours ago.
0: I. What I took yes. from it is that since he was a smaller, let's say, smaller ball mass, that he was prope- propelled from it, whereas Iron Monger was such a huge, gigantic metal thing, he conducted electricity, and since his the, the helmet was off and he was exposed, he just got electrocuted. That's all I took it this time. Because he looks like he gets propelled from the blast when it happens. Yeah, what about you, Mike? I, again, I did... It... <laughs> Yeah, they
2: it explicitly say that Obadiah dies? Like I know everyone just mm. kind of assumes,
0: but it doesn't. I I can't remember. You have a, you bring up a really good point
2: because I know Coulson says later on that their cover story was that he was on vacation and small aircraft aircrafts has a poor safety record, assuming that he's dead at some point.
1: Yeah, not wrong. Look at his so he never comes back. Like he's never referenced in anything. So mm-hmm, I mean, yeah. I I saw because again the note I wrote down was Obi falls into the explosive goop and kabloom. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I wrote. I
0: don't remember uh, what happened. Accurate. So okay, they, I, they don't. He's never referenced again at all. Like I mean, when they first started the movie, they were not planning on keeping villains alive because any movie before this, you kill the villain off because. You're not even when you get a sequel, you do a different villains. They never thought right. the idea. We're going to do what a comic book does and keep bringing the villains back right. years right. later because we're the heroes. We can't kill them. So, right. Yeah. I thought, good point. Yeah. Right. I want to see it. I can't remember. I, I mean, I always assumed he's dead and it's been 12 years and he hasn't come back. So, yeah. <laughs> but you bring up I mean, a good point.
1: I never thought about that. Yeah. They never I never really mention it.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. So, after that, basically, you're in the final five minutes. And I guess it's the, uh, it's the, the, another press conference. <laughs> and uh, Which, just the, I like you know, that. I, yeah, I, I, I there's a couple of really uh, key things here for me. I I really like the fact that again you know, they kind of gave Tony the you're on your yacht. Just read these cards. Read these <laughs> cards, <laughs> Tony Stark. Read these cards. This company still has value. Read <laughs> and he, the cards. He won't read the cards, and Terrence Howard is of course. Terrence something. Howard's like, <laughs> yeah, he's just stick to the cards, <laughs> and Terrence Howard. Is reading the cards because he's a good old boy, you know, uh, American, you know, fighting guy. So um, <laughs> and then, of course, he has the classic, you know, he starts it and then call back to the original, the, the reporter whose name I don't remember, uh, the one Mickey? that Pepper Potts told, called heard. Trash. Oh. Christine. that's Sorry, oh. Mickey Vale is Batman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <It's> Batman. <laughs> Wait, did she have did she have a last name?
2: Yeah. OK. Yeah, yeah. She says it when she first meets him Race. at uh, the casino. Wow.
0: Excellent. I had right. it cool, man. I had it open, but it's not open anymore.
1: That's fine. No, it's a fine. And then you know, she asks basically, I forget what she asked some some question, and he turns and just says, "I'm Iron Man." And what do you guys think of that? Because I thought that was the perfect way to end it. I, I thought it was in keeping with the character. Yeah. It opened up, obviously, opened up the door to a host of sequels and opened the door to an, an entire twenty-year. <laughs> franchise of yeah. and universe of movies. Um, what'd you guys think of that?
2: Oh, like you said, I've been saying that Tony's the narcissist. He's not going to give somebody else credit for that. Right. Yeah. He's
0: not going to give on, some yacht I am
1: Iron credit. Man, Some bodyguard. Yeah, <laughs> Oh, that was it. Yeah. He was a bodyguard. Mm, yeah. Evidently I was uh, watching before I went to bed last night, I was watching some of the special features and evidently that was the cover story for Iron Man for the longest time in the comics is yeah. that Iron Man was the bodyguard of Tony Stark. Okay, so, that's cool. That's kind of where that callback comes from. Um I wanted to do a little extra research and I got sleepy. So I <laughs> didn't do more than that really. But yeah, no, that's where that that kind of came from.
2: So it seems that. like they're kind of poking fun of it cuz Tony's like it's kind of a flimsy excuse, is not it? Yeah, no,
1: totally. cuz it was the that's 1960s like like uh like Mike said, "Man, oh boy, those are uh this can be rough."
0: <laughs> it's I I do. I like that scene. Like when I first saw this movie back in, I didn't, I saw it whenever it came out on DVD at a red box. I rented it. And I remember seeing that last scene. He goes, I am Iron Man. And then everyone jumps up. I, I had a big smile on my face (laughs) and even rewatching it. I'm like, and I knew it was coming. Of course, I still have a big smile. I really, I think it's a great scene. I think they do a good job ending the movie on that note. And it really wraps up and it, and it fits the character because he is an narcissist.
1: Yeah, and <laughs> so. exactly. That that bit of him doesn't change. It's just that he's kind of more focused onto a bigger idea. It's it's kind of like um, a few quite on my wow, maybe last year at this point. I did a podcast with another show about Horizon Zero Dawn and how if you've ever played it, the lead character of that of that uh, of that game, she her she doesn't arc. Her gaze widens. So as a character, she hasn't changed. She's still kind of like this smart ass, you know, in in it for myself kind of character. But by the end, she realizes there's a bigger world out there that probably does need her help. And that's what happens here. He hasn't really changed. He's still a narcissist. He's still a bit of a jerk. He's still self-centered. But he realizes there's a much bigger world out there that probably could use his talents more than he's giving them. Mm -hmm. And that's what that kind of shows like I am Iron Man. And in that, it's like it cements him. It establishes him that, yes, I am this character. He doesn't have to, in subsequent movies, ever hide around. Like, we don't have to do the, oh, is Tony Stark really Iron Man? (laughs) We're done with that. Almost nobody hides in the MCU. Right, no one's (laughs) hiding, which is good. I like that. You know, again, the secret to Superman and Batman are alter egos, and I get the mythos behind that and the reason. But the fact that he just goes, yeah, you know what? Screw it, I'm Iron Man. <laughs> That's awesome. Then again, it just—it's his gaze widening, realizing I'm gonna now be this hero, even though he's imperfect at it, as you see in Iron Man Two. Um, but it's um, yeah, it's great. It's it's a, it's a wonderful ending, and then it, we get rock really music is. to end credits. I did enjoy the rock music in this movie. Like, I,
0: I'm not a big AC/DC fan, but I, it, they, I felt they did a good job of kind of putting it in, in this movie in Iron Man yeah. 2. Like, it, it works.
1: It works. Mm-hmm. It works fine. I, I, oh, and
0: one thing yeah. that we haven't mentioned is the guy who directed this movie, John Favreau or Farrow?
1: Favreau? Favreau. Favreau.
0: He also plays Happy Hogan, which he's only yep. briefly in this movie, but he's in a lot more mm-hmm. of the, next, oh, the yeah. next few. Very he's small into part. The
1: end. He's in the end. He's in the movie until the very... Yeah, right. He's in the the final movie. Yeah, he, he's in he, it to the around. absolute end. And and John Favreau is a great director, and he's obviously done a lot of good work. So it's uh, yeah, he 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 treated the source material with uh, a lot of care. Before we can move on to, I guess, final summations, if you want to say that. Um, Close. the the uh, yeah the the uh, end credits, and then we have our of course our our Self-aware. end credits scene, cool <laughs> oh, teaser. Yeah. Oh, jeez. I, I love that. What's that? I love the end credits with Nick Fury. The stinger, yeah. The, little, the stinger, that's, that's, what, that's the word I was looking for. Oh, that's the word you're looking for? Yeah, stinger. The, the end credits stinger, yeah. Where Tony meets Nick Fury and introses the Avengers. I remember seeing it. I don't know if I saw this in theaters, but I, I'm pretty sure I did. Not knowing who Nick Fury was, what the <laughs> Avengers were. <laughs> and I will be honest with you, every single time I've seen an, uh, an Avengers movie, or sorry, an MCU movie, I stay to the end pass the end credits i i know you just stay to the end yeah. mm-hmm. and i never understand the damn ending i oh i never understand it did <laughs> i go online what was this who who's ultron <laughs> what what is this oh he's got a gauntlet with thing okay I, but i don't know why i don't ultron know ultron
0: was never in any of the movies i mean we get james spader but we don't get ultron
1: I meant to say Thanos. I'm sorry. Like, what's a Thanos? I did. I, did. I said, what's a Thanos. Thanos? I don't know who. Who's this purple guy with the weird chin? Well, I don't here's know. Here's the thing
0: nobody knew who the fuck Thanos was either, so don't feel bad.
1: Fair <laughs> enough. Okay. He's right. yeah.
0: not. Like, one thing I hadn't mentioned yet at this time, Iron Man was a CEO. He was nobody. Thanos yeah. is another one. He was like a C-list, D-list villain. I mean, he wasn't big. He had a couple big arcs. But outside of the comic books, people didn't really know who he was. I mean, I did barely, but he was not gotcha. a real big villain. So uh, don't, don't feel bad yet yeah. recognize Thanos.
2: Uh, oh, is, I, yeah,
0: go ahead.
2: The so, Super Nintendo War of the Gems game was
0: based on the <laughs> Infinity Gems. So I knew, I knew Thanos the, from wow. that. It's based on the Infinity War saga, right. which is the second one. Which Wait, is not what as is good. this? What it's game Infinity has the Gauntlet. Infinity
1: sorry uh, what game has
2: Infinity War of
0: yet? the Gems for Super
2: Nintendo
1: alright Emu it's not Paradise
0: good. War of it's, it's, uh, it's Emu Paradise is not around anymore really so yeah it
1: is <laughs> <Okay>. we'll turn <laughs> yeah, the... yes oh no <laughs> we'll turn this off in <laughs> a little bit and I will explain to you that it really still is
0: <laughs> I am curious I'm gonna okay yeah, <laughs> we'll will, we will talk I mean, no don't feel bad about fans. like a lot a lot of the villains that use like even Iron he wasn't a big villain either like I didn't even know who he was until this movie so mm-hmm. okay
1: and that when you say no, iron, I mean they um, made. Sorry, you, when you say iron, mon- uh, iron monger, iron that's, that's the um, Obadiah. Mm-hmm. Obadiah's fame. Does he yeah, ever mention yeah. himself I mean, as iron? Him, does he call himself that? He, he calls or, him
0: something about a war monger or something. Monger comes up when one
2: time. when he and Tony are in front of the arc reactor after Tony says they're not going to make weapons anymore. He refers to them as iron mongers mm.
1: because okay, they make yes,
2: they make weapons. Gotcha. But that was it.
1: Okay, yeah, because I I was just associating that. that. I didn't realize that's what the actual character name was. Okay,
0: Yeah, but he was such a deedless. I mean, see your deedless character for for Iron Man. That's something that is really like now he's a, you know, he's a A character. But he was not at this time when this movie came out. He was a nobody. (laughs) And that's why I like them. Like my favorite characters altogether out of Marvel are Hawkeye, Vision, Iron Man, Captain America because of the Avengers game. And at the time, all four of those characters, especially Hawkeye and Vision were nobodies.
1: Mm-hmm. No, yeah.
0: not so much.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Hawkeye's probably still kind of B level and and Visions eh, B plus. But he, regardless, I think, um, yeah, no, it, it definitely took Iron Man from a relative obscurity into – Fame and again launched this entire 20-year MCU and launched well, it well, effectively. It yeah. started in 2008. We're in 2020 right now. Twelve,
0: 12 years. We'll only, only
1: 12 years? It yeah, might 12, years. 12 years. 20 people, movies, I
0: think. Or 25 Okay, movies. people
1: are punching their steering wheels, going, "It's not 20 years. It's 12 years." <laughs> it could Sorry. be 20 years if we're if this podcast is still know. going to someone does I don't know, Matt. I don't know. I just I just time. Time <laughs> occurred and passed. So final summation, I guess. Like yeah, like final thoughts on, on Iron Man.
0: Well, first I, I do want uh, like that whole scene with Nick Fury. I mean, there are a lot of people like me. I didn't see that until I watched it on YouTube at some point. Like when he says we're starting the Avengers Initiative, I mean that was I mean it doesn't happen for another six years, but for so many people that was the hope that we're gonna do more. We got a big grand plan coming up, and it it really like I, I loved it. So I just wanted to say that. And then and I think it was such a great because I bet they didn't even know if this was going to work or not. They're Like, eh, throw it in. Who knows what will happen mm-hmm. as this movie made money. But
2: it's like we talked about the star. Did they have a plan going in? But if they thought enough ahead to put that stinger, they probably had some kind of idea of wanting to interconnect yeah. all this stuff.
1: Yeah. And, I, I mean, yeah. So. I mean, Samuel L. Jackson was already cast. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they didn't bring him in for one afternoon to film one Nick Fury scene with the hope, hope, hopefully ah, yeah. this works out. But you never I mean, know. I, I know. You never know. Money. Does.
0: You pay him, he'll show up. He's even said that. He's like, you, you pay me, I'll be there. <laughs> hey, That's how he is. He doesn't. He's like, I need to make money. Hire me.
1: <laughs> so. Listen.
0: Nice things cost money. Uh, but you guys want to move on to Shelfer Boxing? Kind of yeah, okay. our Last totally. thoughts there. Totally. Yeah. I think we kind of we covered everything in this movie. Other than Jarvis, very much, but that's okay. <laughs> we mentioned him a little bit.
1: Um, Bill, why don't you go first? Your shelf or box? Oh, I am, I am shelving. Um, absolutely, um, it's on my shelf. It's on my, uh, <laughs> it's in my giant binder of four hundred movies that <laughs> that I painstakingly put together this year when I moved and alphabetized. So it is an absolute shelf. It's, Bad, it's a, Not only is it just like a great, yeah. Not only is it just a really great comic book movie it it launched an entire uh series it changed the way we look at comic book movies i think where it can be more character focused um you know again you had your dark knight and that's fine and they're great you know obviously but to really take um like you've said a c-level character and And just elevate them to what was that
0: too bad they never made a third Dark Knight movie. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: sorry. sorry. <laughs> I just had to. <laughs> uh, it's, it's just, it just launched this entire um, universe. And if this hadn't been successful, we wouldn't be talking about an entire universe of movies probably, okay. or at least not as favorably as we are now. Um, and, and just as a standalone movie, just if you have no interest in the MCU whatsoever, if you're listening to this, you probably do. <laughs> but um yeah. even if you don't it's just a good movie with some good characters um some great action that's visceral and uh, it's cool visceral action and uh, yeah it's a it's a treat it's an absolute treat i was so glad to pop it in physically into my blu-ray player um <laughs> I... last night and my wife was super psyched about it she's like oh we're gonna watch iron man sweet so that's always See, a, I mean, a sign of a fine film
0: that's why I started this because I'm like I need to rewatch these movies and I'm a, I'm a podcaster now so I need to watch them and then talk about them for two hours.
1: <laughs> hey, so, material, right? Seen... It's all searched Yeah,
0: and that and I hadn't seen them in so many years. That's what had drew it. And when Disney Plus came out, I'm like, wow, thank you, Disney, you just made my whole idea possible. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why this happened. All right, and Michael, why don't you go next?
2: oh uh, it's going on the shelf of course. Of course, okay. it's like a. Uh... Even as a standalone movie, there there's not a wasted scene in this movie. Like everything sets up something that's called back to later, whether it be the icing or Tony deploying the flares, or pretty much anything out of Jensen's mouth, it all comes back around at some point. Like everything ties together perfectly, except whether or not Obadiah dies or not
0: but <laughs> so, i never questioned yeah. it until this episode so yeah and then i
2: got two two uh two more things that we never touched on was how awesome tony's hologram tech is i'm like, oh, thank you yeah thank you. i had a note and then we passed it everyone wanted wanted that yes tech.
0: And, and that is pretty damn cool
2: all the diehard fans are going to be disappointed if we don't mention Tony Stark built this in a cave with a box of scrap.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, when the, the, is that the scene when he screams at his, he screams at the uh, the, the yeah. middling scientist by the arc <laughs> reactor? Yeah. Well, yeah and the Stark. guy's like, that's yeah. like, he <laughs> <Obadi's> big, his <laughs> big <laughs> acting <laughs> moment. And he goes, I'm not Tony Stark. <laughs> that's I'm a like, Oh it's been yeah, right. meme
2: to death so I figure we at least need to mention it.
1: No, that's perfectly fine and talk about your your virtual the virtual computer, virtual operating system. So cool. I wrote a I wrote a bad line in my notes like if I had this, which of course everybody wants this by the way, all I would do is play solitaire and do word like <laughs> but I would do it in 3D like my hands would be in the com- my hands would be in the actual machine, Yeah. You know, I
2: guess that's so. kind of what VRs become.
1: Kind of. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 The one that cemented me for, with that, just because, again, I wrote little lines on it, was when he designs the first um, arm, the hand portion mm-hmm. of the suit, and he sticks his hand into the hologram and makes it move. What? What? <laughs> that is so cool. We, I want all those things. Just, we'll, just uh, hollow out a room. We'll talk about that
2: specific part again in a much, much later movie. Yes. yes There's yes, a yes. long, long callback to it.
0: I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, this
2: Spider-Man Far From Home.
1: Oh, okay. I
0: forgot that movie existed. So it's I haven't okay. seen it in theaters. So it'll be another two years by the time I see it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, I'll go next. Um, This is obviously going on the shelf because I, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the first time I saw it. I enjoyed watching it the second time when... or. When back when I went through all the movies before Avengers and I watched it a third time before H Ultron. It's such a great movie. Like I watched it again. I, I enjoyed, I want to say there was maybe one scene I could have cut, but I can't remember what I was talking about, but I feel like there was something I didn't like. It was overall uh,
1: great. Yeah, the airplane stuff.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. I could have cut that. I mean, great movie. I mean, definitely if you have Disney and haven't seen it, go watch it. If you have, if you have Disney plus you're like, eh, go watch it anyway. Cause, it's worth it. Just go go back to it after this episode. I highly recommend watching this movie again. It, it still holds up. You can see the beginnings of what's going to become the MCU. But also, as we've said, it is a great standalone movie also. So going on the shelf and I, I can't wait to, to see how the rest of these go because there's some I'm really questioning. <laughs> no problem so, it's gonna be like fun. the next one yeah. uh, next one we will be doing next month if we're gonna follow the the release of these movies we're gonna do the incredible Hulk with Edward Norton which it is an MCU movie and it isn't an MCU movie but we're gonna go as it is
1: yeah Disney they they, they claim it is so we're gonna we're gonna go there because it is part <laughs> of the canon Um, so yeah we're gonna go there I've never seen it so I am you never seen Hulk? I've never seen Hulk so I'm cautiously Okay. Looking forward to this. You're in for it, you it's you're not in for something. It is oh it's not you're my in. least
0: favorite. My least <laughs> favorites, I'm gonna say on here, are Guardians of Galaxy 2 is probably an Iron Man 3. Guardians of Galaxy 2 is probably up there as the number one least favorite movie in the entire MCU. All so wow. Yeah.
1: wow, that's shocking with Guardians of Galaxy 2. I thought it's great but we'll i
0: love the first one yeah so i thought we'll the two I thought two later, was better no honestly
1: i thought two was actually better oh, no. but well well we That's can about talk about it um obviously in, in a couple of years <laughs> <laughs> it's funny when you said you, when you said you're in for uh and then paused i you, you're probably looking for a treat but didn't think treat would be the right word <laughs> i immediately thought Something. you're in for ihop like, yeah, yeah, yeah. just in for, you're in for food it's it's pancakes like, you're, you're in for, for uh, burger king hamburgers you're in for, I, for you're in for burger king i mean it, it will I
0: sustain am, you I, I am excited to talk about incredible hawk next month when we get to that but do you want to give a quick thing to mention that this movie had a budget of 140 million for iron man and didn't make 585 million back in the box office which is not great i feel like for what but at the time it, it did good it made his money back so it, and that's it
1: it was definitely proof that, yes, this can work, right? I, I, this kind of movie can work. So it was enough. Yeah. And,
0: you know, so so tune in next month. We'll have another one as you're listening. to This is the end of March. But you and then in April, we will be having for you in the Incredible Hulk. And if you guys do enjoy this and we enjoy doing this, I, we might do some other ones eventually as a side thing off and on. Who knows? But <laughs> it's something that i thought about what i haven't voiced <laughs> but we'll see what happens yeah, and i I'm down. I want to thank you guys all for listening and if this is if this is your first episode we do lots of different things we have lots of different movies you guys should check out we also do games every week we do comics every month so there's lots of episodes i'm sure you'll find something that that gets your fancy take a listen and please follow us on facebook instagram and twitter where i'm constantly posting images and things about the upcoming shows that we do have going on so i want to Thank everyone for listening. Thank my awesome two co-hosts that joined me for this, for my wonderful journey of, of through art men, the MCU that we're going to try for. So, and we'll see, yeah, see you guys next month. Bye everybody. See ya. Bye.